0: There we go. It's all right. It's okay. Are we all are we all elderly now? Are we all here? Everyone here? All present? All present? And correct? Yes. Good. Hey, I'm very very excited to be able to uh, share my heart with you this morning. That's, that's basically what I'm going to do. Um, I think that uh, yeah, the Lord the Lord gave me this this word while I was away. I got the opportunity to go spend some significant time. Uh, with our leaders down at a place called HEB Camp and HEB Camp is out in the middle of the hill country with no cell phone reception uh, which is a very hard place to find nowadays you know all these all these companies, Verizon, AT&T they want to tell you that they've got coverage everywhere but well, they've not got it down at HEB Camp I can tell you it's, it's absolutely a dead zone in terms of cell phone reception so plenty of time to think, plenty of time to pray plenty of time just to spend quality time with my leaders um, really encouraging them bless them uh, bless you bless them as well (laughs) Um, i'm going to pray and then uh, i'm going to i'm going to get going here heavenly father i pray that uh, that this message that you've uh, laid upon my heart will be one that is communicated in a a clear way uh, and one that will really touch hearts and lives this morning for your kingdom's glory and for your honor I pray that um, you will be lifted up and honour and glory be brought to your name. Lord, I ask that, um, that as, you, uh, as you speak through me that you will use this to, uh, to uh, mobilise us to, to do something for your kingdom. That it will stir something in our hearts and something in our lives that will cause us to want to make a difference in the hearts and lives of the people around us. And I pray that... Um, lord if there's anything in this that is not of you i pray that you'll help me to forget it and if it's of you i pray that it will really come across strongly so that the people here will be impacted and touched by it and uh, i pray this now in jesus name amen i know this much as i've got older and i'm 47 years old now wow Um, you know, I really, uh, really want to speak from my heart. Uh, I want to speak from my heart, but I also want to speak from Scripture. And I really believe that what God has shared with me is something that He's got, maybe just for one person here this morning. I don't know. Um, but I'm really trusting that, that what God's given me is, is for you. So, you know, uh, and it's, it's this issue, this idea of set in stone you know, you're, you're very familiar with the statement nothing is ever set in stone yes nothing is ever set in stone um, that statement is one that I've grown up believing I am a very flexible person my whole nature is about not setting things in stone I believe the moment that you set things in stone you are setting yourself up for trouble Okay? Trouble is going to come your way. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. Don't ever set things in stone. Okay? That's it. I'm done. Alright? No. Not really. Not really. Good word. Good word. That's it. That's it. That's the word. I thought you'd take that, receive it, and go with it. Okay? So why is it that God chose to set things in stone? Why is it that God cha- chose to set things in stone? Why is it that God chose to write the Ten Commandments on stone tablets? Why is it that God chose to put things in stone? Exodus 18, I believe it is. I didn't put the actual uh, reference up here. You can go to the next slide. The Lord said to moses come up to me on the mountain and stay here and i will give you the tablets of stone the law and its commandments i have written the, i have written for their instruction you know this is uh, this is—I I didn't realize this as I, was, as I was looking into the background of this. Did you know that the elders, there were seventy of them, by the way, which I find very interesting because seventy are sent out by Jesus, okay? But there's seventy elders, and then Joshua and a couple of other people accompany Moses up the mountain. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. I, I, to be honest, and this sounds really bad, but I, I wasn't aware of that. And do you know something? They see God. Mm-hmm. They all see God. It says they saw God. God was on this. God was on this, like this, uh, this platform of uh, of kind of a blue stone. He was standing there. They saw God, and I've always been I've always been taught and of the opinion that it's just Moses that sees God. Now Mo- Moses obviously goes up and spends time, some quality time, sits down with God. You know, God has a little chat with him. Forty days. I'm thinking to myself, why does he have to spend forty days up a mountain? All right. But then I also realise, okay. Right, then I also realise that he spends these forty days up the mountain not just because God's given him ten things to write down, okay. Not just because He's given him ten things to write down. You know, we have that that Bible school picture of the tablets with the ten things. Well, when you actually get to kind of understand this a little bit more what's on those stone tablets is not just 10 things okay just read that read that again come on and i will give you the tablets of stone with law and commandments i have written for their instruction and if you read if you actually read it it looks like there's a lot more on those stone tablets than just 10 commandments that's my interpretation you do with that as you want to. Go look at it. See what, see what you think. I'd be interested to know your thoughts on it. And there's also two stone tablets. And I think we have this idea that, um, that God kind of put five commandments on one and five commandments on the other. Well, again, just for those of you who perhaps uh, you know, you know, may, may think, why is he going on about these stone tablets? I mean, what's so important about stone tablets? We don't use stone tablets nowadays, we use iPads. Okay? <laughs> we have our own form of tablets. Still, yeah. <laughs> we still have our own kind of tablet, but here's the, here's the point. He, evidently, and this is again what some people think, the reason there were two sets of tablets is they both had the same thing on those tablets. It's just one was for the people and one was for God. But they got put in the ark, didn't they, together as a covenant, as an agreement. As something that people were willing to commit themselves to. So, tablets of, of stone. You know, while I was away on retreat, this is what prompted. Just so you know where this message comes from, okay? Because it's good for you to know the source, okay? The source. So while I was away um, out in the hill country, I found this. Uh, I found this stone. I, you probably can't actually see it very well. You might, if you had LASIK, you might be able to, okay? But so, so in in that stone there, there is a little shell. In fact, you can start passing that round. And just go. take a little look at that and see what, see what you think about that. There's a little shell inside that stone. And this got me to thinking a little bit. In fact, one day I sat down with the leaders and I said, you know, there, there's, there's stuff that gets set in stone. Stuff that gets set in stone. And that's what began to prompt me a little bit with this message. And then as I, uh, as I kind of began to uh, think about it, I started to think about things that can be set in stone things that can be set in stone can be permanent okay they can be permanent like the ten commandments we don't know where the actual stone tablets are now wouldn't that be awesome there you go well hollywood can definitely do some some work on that but so things things set in stone can be permanent that's awesome you know you think of a gravestones, I know it's not very kind of you know, upbeat, but you know permanent I'm sure as you think about things that are set in stone they can be permanent they have, a, they have a kind of stability about them that's a good thing, it's good that we have the commandments of God because they're permanent for all time they've been given to us for a reason now some of us see them as laws You will not do this and you will not do that. Don't do this, don't do that. But that wasn't the heart behind what God gave. It wasn't just the Ten Commandments. But I'll talk a little bit about that in a a little while. Things set in stone can be there to remind. That's me and Karen on our wedding day, by the way. Okay? We're just, we're on a bouncy house. Okay? Bouncing, bouncing, bouncing.
1: That's not where we actually got there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> just, just so we're clear okay. but things, things set in stone can be there to remind so when we got married the day we got married we made vows that was set in my opinion in stone it's not something to be messed with when I made that commitment I was making a commitment for the rest of my earthly life it was set in stone it was something I agreed to it was a covenant agreement that I made For better or for worse?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Come
0: on. Through sickness yep. right. and in health. Praise God. No matter what. It's a covenant. It's a reminder. It's something that we should hold on to. It's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Things set in stone can be difficult to change. That's Big Ben there, by the way. <laughs> And Westminster Abbey behind it okay sorry the pictures kind of got a bit lost there in the in the midst of things but you know it would be really difficult (laughs) to take all of that down wouldn't it let's be honest Uh you could do it it could happen you know like you you could you could change it Uh but it's difficult once things get established once things get Put into place, it becomes very hard mm-hmm. to change those things. Mm-hmm. It's, it becomes, you know, like I was saying at the very beginning, that's almost permanent. Quite a challenge. It would be a big challenge, especially in the middle of London. Okay. Our centre of government, mm-hmm. I mean, Westminster Abbey, that's really the centre of the religious system or an icon, let's put it that way, an icon of the religious system in, in England. So things can be hard when they're, when they're set in stone, they can be hard to change, difficult to change. And then things set in stone can be hard to penetrate. Do you know something? While I was, while I was preparing for this message, I, um, I went back because when you think about things like hardness, that kind of thing, it's, it's you think about uh, Pharaoh's heart. And then I even I even came across a, a passage in in Matthew, I think it was, where it talks about you know you know Jesus had just fed the five thousand, right. and. They, he sent them off in a boat, and he goes off to pray like he normally does, you know, does, does his deal, sends them all off, and they're in the boat, and as normal, a storm comes along, all right, and they get all freaked out. Jesus can see them, and so he goes out to them, and you remember they see him, and they think he's a ghost, and they're like freaking out, and. And he goes, he gets them. In one, one of the accounts, that's when Peter gets out of the boat and does his little faith thing, you know, and then starts sinking. But in the, in, the, in the gospel I read, it talks about the fact that the disciples were having trouble understanding all this. And Jesus could not penetrate their hearts, they had hearts that were hard. They weren't listening. Even though they just witnessed this amazing display, but they couldn't understand how it, how it happened. Go back and read it. See what it says. It says that they had hard hearts. The disciples had hard hearts. Yeah, they had hard hearts. Couldn't penetrate into their hearts the truth. Couldn't, couldn't, get, couldn't, get, couldn't get through their, perhaps their minds into their hearts, because their minds were in the way of what God was trying to do through Jesus. See, it's interesting. And then things set in stone can be ancient and represent the past. We perhaps see it as, you know, that doesn't matter to me. That's not important. But you know, there are some great things that are set in stone that are in the past that we need to take hold of
1: mm-hmm.
0: and perhaps re- revisit, recapture, right. take a hold of. You know, not everything that is old and ancient is just disposable and we don't need it anymore. Now, coming from England, right, most of our builders. <laughs> That's not not right. That's just not right, Paul. Okay, coming from England... I, uh, you know, I mean, big buildings, old buildings, that kind of stuff. I, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but when me and Karen first arrived here in the in the States, we're sitting uh, we're sitting in our living room watching the TV, and there's this news report, and there had been one of those big, huge deluges, and uh, you know, like of rain and wind and all that kind of stuff. And there's this reporter standing in front. of this, I'm standing outside this building here, and that's my very bad American accent. You wouldn't believe that I could do. You would think I could do a better American accent than that now, but I can't. Stay one of the oldest buildings here in this part of, of Arlington, it's over 40 years old! And I looked at Karen and me and Karen just laughed at each other. 40 years, that's it. 40 years, you know? I mean, we have. We have I'm, I'm older than that, I'm older than that building. That's scary now, I don't know, I, mean, I guess it will be 57 now, because that was when we just first arrived. But you know, things <laughs> from the past, things that are ancient, Things that uh, have some kind of history, we shouldn't just write them off. Mm -hmm. They have value. There's things that we can learn. There's things that that we can draw. Mm -hmm. Things set in stone can provide a firm foundation. They can provide a firm foundation. Mm -hmm. They can provide you with something to build on. Something that is going to last. I think about the parable of the wise and the foolish builders. Building on sand. Building on a firm foundation. Mm -hmm. Well, just going back to my original point about the Ten Commandments. About the laws of God he has given us a foundation to build on to build our lives on to uh, to really understand why you are here what is the purpose for you being here now even just sitting and listening to me what is the there's a reason for it and then things set in stone can be of value you know those rings on your fingers those are a stone of some sort the uh, the, the priests they wore these priestly garments with all these valuable precious gems on their outfits mm-hmm. but you know things that are set in stone can be of value they have value they can, they can mean something. They can, they can be of value to you and they can be of value to the kingdom. And so you must think about what those things are. Now, let's take this home a little bit for you. What is it that you know is set in stone in your own life? What is it that has been set in stone in your own life? cuz just like that fossil that's going around the room right now okay it could be dead i've just painted a very you know, i guess i guess on the on the most positive picture about setting things in stone but very often when things are set in stone in this world it's not usually a very positive thing Like I said, I'm a very flexible person. And so I actually much prefer the idea of playing with Play-Doh. Yeah? I much prefer the idea of playing with Play-Doh. In fact, we were up at my daughter's. You you want the Play-Doh, don't you, now, see? I'm not giving it to you because you won't listen to me anymore after that. It'll be just sitting there making, and everyone will be watching you, and then it'll just fall to pieces. It'll just be the end of it all. Um, my daughter, uh, uh, we were at, um, at Newman on uh, Friday night just after I got back. It was like, I don't know, seven thirty or something. And they were having a science fair and they were showing you how to make silly putty. You know, how you can actually make your home. She wants to make some of that home. So that, that kind of. That's great. But I much prefer the idea of, of Play Doh than a rock. You know, if I, was, if I was a kid and my parents gave me a rock, you know, to play with as opposed to play doh I, I think I'd choose I think, I, I think I'd choose the play-doh. So so the, my question my question is what what is it that is that is set in your life, in your heart, in who you are, what is it that is set? That's like it's like a stone. It's immovable. You're not willing to uh, to allow any any kind of manipulation or any kind of change. Yeah. Any kind of work of God's Spirit in your life, because you're so set in your ways. You're set in stone. It's like it's it's set and that's it. I know God. I know how God works. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. You don't know how God works. Because God works in mysterious ways. He works in His ways. He works outside of your box and if you do if you have put god in a box and you understand it all i I would question i would question whether you truly are understanding what it means to be in a relationship with jesus i try to uh, i've really been trying to think about how i can make this uh, kind of drive this home to you help you to understand it and there's some things that have been wandering around in my mind and I'm, I haven't got, they're not together the thoughts are not fully together but I'm going I'm to kind of try and share some of these as best I can for you because as I say this is quite fresh to me but I, I, want, I want, you know what you do with it is up to you really but I, it, it's just, it just fascinates me a little bit and so I started thinking about the fact that God put his heart down on stone tablets he he shared his heart on those tablets of stone but we all know the story don't we time and time and time again that was God's word well what does John tell us John chapter 1 the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us the word of God on tablets of stone tablets of stone but the people the people didn't get it they didn't understand God's heart behind what he was giving them it wasn't it wasn't the law so they had to follow things to the letter of the law yes they did but but what happened we know again you know most of this stuff The law started being added to. And things became very, do this, do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. So God, in His grace and in His mercy, decided that He was going to make the Word flesh. That He was going to send His Son, Jesus Christ, To be a living incarnate, which means he was here, just like I am, walking around, talking. But he was living out. He was a living example of all of what God had given to the people in the form of the laws and the commandments. Isn't that amazing? I find that staggering. When you think about that, when you really start getting your mind around it, okay, the trouble is, so much of it had become like this, set in stone. And it was dying. It was like a relic. It was like a fossil. It didn't mean anything. So much of our faith is like that. It's not living and breathing. It's like it's been put in a stone and we've got it all summed up. We know what we believe. We know what we think. We know how God works. It's all wrapped up in a stone. And then I started thinking, well, if that's the kind of faith that we have, it's dead. It's dead. It means nothing. It's not living. It's not breathing. It's not making a difference. It's dead. It has no effect, no impact makes no difference so the question is is that representative of your faith because Jesus came in the flesh to make his dwelling among us so that we could begin to see what God had really intended for us yes what God had really intended for you how he had intended for you to live out this life this existence and you know what Jesus says Jesus says I don't come to do my own will I come to do the will of the father the son of God the will of the father not my own will not what I want not what I desire Not the things that I want to do, but the will of the Father.
2: Amen. Yes.
0: How is it that we still struggle so much to fulfil the will of the Father? Because there is this battle that goes on. And again, you guys, this is not anything revolutionary or new to you. I know that. I'm not. I'm not trying to, you know, preach something different. But the fact is. That there is a battle between the flesh and the spirit. Right. The flesh and the spirit. Mm-hmm. So Jesus said, I have come to do the will of the Father. I have, what is the will of the Father? What is the will, what is the will of the Father? What, what is the will of the Father? What does that mean to do the will of the Father? Oh, it's like one of those lovely, oh, yeah. oh, I've come to do the will of the Father. What is the will of the Father? well I think Jesus answered that question surprisingly enough mm-hmm. I really do and I, I think we try and put so much on it ok and make it into so many different things that it gets confusing for people well I'm going to try and simplify all this for you right now alright I think there are I think there are three things that, that God pointed out to us that we need to fulfil as doing the will of the Father ok Go to that. So, love God, love my neighbor. Okay? So, rich young ruler comes to Jesus, says to Jesus, What's the most important thing in the whole wide world that we need to do? Jesus says, The most important one, answered Jesus, is this Hear, O Israel, listen to what I'm saying. The Lord our God. The Lord is one. Mm-hmm. He is one God. Amen. There's not loads of gods. Oh, by the way, I forgot something while I was—I uh, uh, wanted to say. So, so there in, throughout the. I'll, I'll come back to this in just a bit. Okay, so, t- hold that thought. Sorry for those of you who are not orange. All right, you're gold. Somebody said, "Who was it?" said. While well, I was at Swap, they didn't know where I was going with my message. It was like, uh, you know, uh, you just have to stay with me. All right, I'm sorry if you want like orderly. It's not always orderly, so I just have to go with. I know you are. I know you are. So, okay. So anyway, the will of the Father. Okay, I was thinking about all these different... What if some of these people are not had decide, decided not to do the will of the Father? Okay, where would Elijah have been with the prophets of Baal? Hmm? Where would he have been? Huh? <laughs> you think about that now, are you? See? Where would he have been with the will of the Father? He, he wouldn't have taken on the prophets of Baal. Would he? I
2: don't know. Sometimes God needs to well,
0: what about what about what about Ma- uh, Noah? What? It was the will of the father that he built an ark. Yep. That he obeyed God and he went and did it. And then there were the disciples. So often they struggled. They, even their hard, hearts were hard at times. Okay. But they wanted to ultimately, and it's shown by the way. This is in my weird thinking but in the way the gospel has spread at the end of the day they did fulfill the will of the father so the question is what are you doing to fulfill the will of the father what is the will of the father the will of the father is love the lord your god with all your heart or with all your soul or with all your mind and with all your strength and the second is to love your neighbor as yourself there is no greater commandment than these so love god Number one, love God. Love God. What does that What does that actually look like to love God? What does it mean to love God? It means to put God first in everything. Now, I can't, I can't, I don't know what it is that you're doing right now where you're not putting God first. Like, I can't determine that. But you know this stuff. I know this stuff in my life where I'm not putting God first. I'm putting myself first. I'm putting what I desire above what God wants. And now, I, I think that God has called us to a mission. You have a mission to accomplish for the kingdom. But when you are not listening to what God is asking you to do, you are not going to accomplish that mission effectively for the kingdom. You are not going to experience the power that God wants to put in your life. Um. Because you don't, you don't really understand it. You don't, you don't really get it. You don't, you don't, You know, it's more like a kind of an educational experience for you. It's like you read the Bible, you kind of get into the Bible. God tells you these things, but you, there's nothing. He doesn't go beyond that. Uh, listen to this. I, I found this quite interesting. Um, this is from a guy called Chuck Swindoll. I went to Dallas Theological. Um, he's got some great insights, and he says this. Uh, during the late 1950s and early 1960s, I had a close relationship with Campus Crusade for Christ. Some friends, uh, some close friends and I would talk to students on the campuses of the University of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and the University of Texas at Austin and in Arlington. As a conversation starter, we would simply ask the question, uh, simply pass out a questionnaire which included the question, "What is your opinion? Uh, what? Sorry, wh- who in your opinion was Jesus of Nazareth?" The most common response was, the Son of God. That may surprise you, as it did me. I expected a great teacher or the founder of Christianity or a martyr who died for his beliefs. When I asked the follow-up question, however, how did you come to that conclusion? The most common response was, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the, I find the same to be true among many Christians today they know the right answers but they don't know why the answer is true that is scary yeah. Yeah. that scares me like i mean if you sit down and have a conversation with me I would hope that you're going to get some kind of sensible idea about why I believe what I believe. Not just because I went to Dallas Theological Seminary. Not just because I head up a, you know, a national missions organisation. Because I, I think there's a lot of Christians out there that basically don't have a clue why they believe what they believe. Because in their mind it's all set in stone. But it's dead. It's dead. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter that you can come up with the right answer. It doesn't matter that you can speak the speak, talk the talk. That's not important. So, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Do the will of the Father. That means really being on a mission for God. And if you're on a mission for God, you're going to experience the power of God in your life. You are going to see Him do and accomplish greater things than Jesus ever did. And that's from scripture by the way not just just in case anyone's panicking that I'm being a heretic okay most of you again will know this you'll know the truth Jesus said that you'll accomplish greater things loving your neighbor as yourself well i relate this to the idea of if you truly are Living out the Word of God. If the Word of God is truly living and breathing in you, if you are truly understanding what the Word of God is, is there to influence you to do, in other words, if the Spirit is leading, if you are allowing the Word to take root in your life, you will understand what it means to be the Good Samaritan. You will understand what it means to jump in and to make a difference in your neighbourhood. You will understand what it means to really take hold of things. So the Word of God, Mm -hmm. really getting a a grip to the Word of God, is what I believe is the thing that will affect the culture that you live in. As you truly begin to live out what Scripture teaches, and the only way you're going to do that is by really getting down... And dirty with scripture, okay? Really getting into it and understanding it, taking hold of it, because then it begins to affect your heart and your life, and your and your heart and your life and your motivations and your passions are what are going to motivate you to make a difference in your communities, in your neighborhoods, everywhere that you go. Right. So loving your neighbor as yourself. If you love yourself, you're going to you're going to invest in yourself. You're going to invest in understanding more about the truth and more of what God wants you to do for his kingdom and accomplish for his kingdom. What's the time? I don't know what the time is. Sorry, I kind of lose Lempicka. track. It's 12? She said 12. You said 11. She's trying to get me to make sure I... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I am nearly done. I am nearly done. Okay, promise. <laughs> And then the final thing is, love God, love your neighbour, make disciples. Make disciples. Okay, make disciples. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Yeah. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. Uh, uh, again, lots of sermons have been preached on this particular passage. Uh, people groups, okay? People groups. Therefore, go and make disciples of all people groups, all types of people, all kinds of people. Go find different, not, not, you know, nations there is a little deceiving in terms of what we're to do on that mission that God's called us to, that mission. So while you're while you're on that mission that I described and you're getting into the Word, really understanding Scripture, you are going out and you are making disciples. You're involved and engaged in discipleship. How many of you are discipling someone right now? You personally? How many of you actually. In the life, of... so sorry, you don't have to show me hands. All right? Okay, you can show me hands. Okay, that's great. Thanks. That's really awesome. Okay, really awesome. But how many of us are actually mentoring? I mean, the pays people have to, right? They have to do it as part because we believe in it, and they believe in it too. It's not like oh, I've got a mentor, you know, <laughs> someone. But but my challenge to you this this morning would be if you are not if you're not got something. And it does. I'm not talking about necessarily you know sitting down in Starbucks and going through you know a curriculum and all that. Kind. I'm talking about who, who's in your life right now that you are really pouring into that person Mm -hmm. that you're making a difference a kingdom difference you are you're affecting them for the kingdom you're infecting them for the kingdom you're influencing them for the kingdom you are really making a difference in their lives and if you are not i would question your usefulness to the to the kingdom i would question whether you are actually being fruitful for the kingdom i would even go as far as to say that jesus might look at you and say well you're that fig tree that's bearing no fruit that uh, I may mean, sound a bit harsh, but you have to ask that question because if, if it's all about you and yourself and oh, I'm happy growing as a Christian and there's nothing that you're investing in the kingdom. Parable of the talents. Hmm, yeah, I mean I can pull a lot out right now. I could really go after you if I wanted to, but I'm not going to. All right, <laughs> I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that with you to determine. So. If if as you listen to all of this you're thinking to yourself actually I am a little bit more like this than I am this right now because we all get into these places is the good news Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26 I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you I will remove from me, from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. You see, it's all about a relationship. It's what it comes down to in the end. It comes down to your relationship with Jesus. Is your relationship with Jesus all set in stone and tied up? Or are you looking for that renewed relationship? You know, it's quite interesting that, that this here in this scripture, the word "flesh" is used in a positive way. Because most of the time, flesh is seen in Scripture as being a negative thing. We, we give over to the flesh. But God does not want you to have a heart of stone. He wants you to have a heart of flesh. He wants you to be open to what He is trying to do in your life. So my question that I leave you with this morning, and maybe Matt, if you don't mind, perhaps you could come up and just do something random on your piano. And I want, what I want to do... Is, I want to give you uh, an opportunity to respond to what you feel God has told you this morning. Uh, maybe he hasn't told you anything. Maybe, maybe you just heard me babbling and that's it. Okay? But I do believe that there's some of you in the room that maybe God is saying to you, Hey, you, you, your, your heart, you're your set in stone at the moment. And you need to, uh, you need to allow my spirit to break that down. And you need to Mm reprioritize. You need to love God, love your neighbour, and go and make disciples. And that's what you need to be doing. And you realise that perhaps you've not been doing that. So, uh, over on the table over there, just this one over on the side here, I put some some post-it notes. uh, In case you've not got anything, you can write something down right now if you want to. Okay, But I want, you to, I want you to walk away in a very practical way from what I've talked about this morning. I want you to ask yourself these questions. Okay, Am I following God? Am I in the will of God? And don't just answer glibly yes. All right, What evidence is there that you are walking in God's will? And if there is some area that you know you're struggling to walk in God's will, I want you to write that down and I want you to bring that before God. And then the second thing... Is loving your neighbor, okay? What are you practically doing in your neighborhood, right? I'm going to define it as that. In the, in the neighborhood, in the people that you live by, because that's the geographical place that God has placed you. What are you doing to make a difference in that neighborhood, in the lives of the people in that geographical area? I'm not asking you about people, you know, just generally. I'm asking you to be specific about what are you doing about your neighborhood? To make a difference for the kingdom. What is it that you're doing? And then the third thing is, what are you actually doing to truly make disciples? To be a disciple maker? To, to fulfill the, uh, the great commission that we are to go make disciples? What are you actually doing? Write that down as the third thing. Okay? And now, <clears throat> what I want to do is, I want you to turn to the person next to you and I want you to share with them. Oh, Okay, it's a bit scary, I know. All right, but I want you to turn and share with the person next to you. And if it's, you know, spouse or whatever, then that's fine. But if you want to go find someone else, you can do that. You don't have to pray. It might be actually quite encouraging to pray with someone else as well. And then I want you to pray that God will seal those things into your hearts and into your lives. And Matt's going to play while we do that. All right? Is that okay? Everyone understand what you're doing? So just if you've got your things, find someone to pray with, and let's let's seal these things into our hearts and into our lives. to do now is i would like um i'd like several of you to pray uh and i I want i want us to uh you know just to seal this into our lives uh not you know not to evident necessarily pray about something that you've been praying about but i just want i want i want to pray this prayer that um that god will uh, give us new hearts that he'll give us hearts to truly understand the mission of what we're about. Give us hearts to really get into his word and, um, and to be about making disciples. Amen. So um, I'm going to ask us all to stand. Then we're going to uh, we're going to finish off just with uh, the chorus, and um, and then I'll close this in a word of prayer. So, but would I um, just sing it? Uh, uh, pray out nice and loud. But if, you know, if we could have three people, three people that would just pray uh, those things. So. Yes, Lord. Yes. Give us the courage. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yes, Lord. God, I give us the, the words to declare your presence yeah. in every situation. Yes. In
1: the
0: yes. Yes.
2: Yes. 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 Not yes. Right. Yes.
0: We'll Jesus in Jesus' Yes. Yes. For
2: we are from the yes. Of God from our yes. Yes. To flee from that situation. Yes. 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 Yes.
0: Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Praise you, on Praise you. Right.
2: Right.
0: yes that's right that's right yes jesus that's right yes please yeah Mm. yes yes that's right that's good that's good yeah yes yes Yes. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name, Lord God. Praise you. Thank you.
2: Father, it's alive and living. Yes. And it's sharper than any 2 edged sword, Father God, going into the deep marrow
0: of our hearts. Yes,
2: Father God. Father, you think I Father God, that your word is true?
0: Yeah. Yes. 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 All the things, Yes. Anything
2: missing
0: Right. or broken Father God. Yeah. That you have
2: planned and purpose for us. Your decree. Lord That's God, right. As you said. But Father, I thank you that as we move along in this path, Father God, that you will you will encourage us and yeah.
0: yes. you have make us to Yes. Please Father. Lord. Please Father,
2: I thank you that This is a this is a, a living yes. and moving and God. Yes.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Father God, we do pray as yes.
2: you know that your kingdom yes. yes. in our hearts and our minds and yep. our lives, yep. God. Yep. And Father, that all of those things that that, that would cause us to, to to be held back from those things that would be removed from yep. and left in the right yep. and we yeah yeah as a body. Yep. That Lord God, we will follow you and mm. that we will please you and that in the meantime, Father God, we will be drawn in by your Spirit. Oh, yes, Lord. That your Spirit Yes. God, that yes. Do do That's Still, right. But, Father, where we are weak. You are yes. strong. In Jesus' in name. Jesus name. Yes. And, Father, I decree and declare a change in this body. Yes. Today. Yes, in Lord. Jesus Lord. Spirit, in Jesus' name. Yes. And Lord, the turning will happen
0: now. Yes. And we will turn to you, God. Right. And not right. Away from right. In Jesus' name. Yes. Yeah. And the that,
2: Father, that each individual part of the body will be fitly joined together yes. because of what they are doing in their own heart. That's good. That's good. In Jesus' That's
0: good. name. That's good. And
2: that Father God, your body will continue to move forward yep. in the name of Jesus. Yes, in Jesus. And that your kingdom will yes. be Yes. Your kingdom will become yes.
0: alive. Yes.
2: Your yes. Your kingdom yes. Come, Father yes. God. Yes. In every avenue, every right. vein that yes. goes, Father God. Yes. You, we ask you to bless now yeah. and to remove the hindrances of the thing. Yes. Eternity, yes. And of our blood. yes. Father, we just pray yep. that you would be yep. yep. in us or that great yeah. and mighty things will be accomplished. Mm. Father, we thank you that the enemy is defeated. Yes. And God is exalted. Yeah. That Praise kingdom you, Lord. Yeah. We'll come and be blessed mm. in, Jesus in Jesus' name. Christ. Yeah. In every word, in yeah. every deed.
0: Yeah. Father, I thank you that nothing yeah. yeah. is, you can turn nothing into something. Yes. In every situation, it whether it's a
2: smile to a person. Yeah. Whether, Lord God, we quote the scripture or not. That the words of our mouth are Your word, yeah. and that they will do more yeah. than accomplish great things. Yes. In kingdom, yeah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Lord God, we yeah. just thank You. Came to You, neighbor God, mm. that it would be a, a, Your word mm. alive to them, God. Yeah. and they would be drawn into it's your good. kingdom. It's good. It's good. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. name. Father, we don't limit You in any way. We thank mm. You, God,
0: that You are able to accomplish great mighty things. Yeah. In Jesus'
2: yes. name. Yes. Yeah. And that those. Things yeah because of work,
0: Lord, today. yeah yeah amen. amen amen yes Lord yes. yeah yes praise Lord. you that's right there you go yeah thank you Jesus yeah yeah amen Hmm. Yes, Father. Yes, Lord. That's right. Hmm. Yeah. Amen. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah.
2: That's
0: right. That's right. That's right yes yeah Yeah. it's good it's good yes yes lord yes yes amen amen brother amen 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 amen
1: Loving again. Thank you for love.
0: give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Lord, I pray that that prayer will be something which we experience, not just something we read, not just something that uh, we we hear. Lord, and I also pray that you will take our hearts of stone and that you will penetrate them in such a way just as you did with your disciples that you we know that you care enough for us that you want that you want us to have hearts of flesh hearts which beat for you hearts which want to fight for our king king jesus and so i pray that you will create in us new hearts Hearts of flesh, hearts that desire to see your will be done, and uh, Lord, if there's anyone in here this morning that is still struggling, and that's that's fine with you, Lord. I know that you are a God of grace and you show mercy. But if there's anyone that, that is still struggling, Lord, I pray that you will help them to find someone that will be able to pray with them and encourage them and strengthen them and answer their questions, so that. Um, So that they will be able to be effective for you and for your kingdom. And Lord, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for being able to meet together. I pray that as these um, men and women, young people go out into this coming week, that you will watch over them. That you will, Lord, that you will help them to really be strong and mighty warriors for you. That they will not shrink back when they see the work of the enemy that they will take on the challenges that you have for them that they will not be scared or fearful that they will experience you in all your glory and in all your might and in all your power and that they will know without a shadow of a doubt that they are your child equipped and ready to serve their king and i pray this all now in jesus name and for your glory amen